Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Gary, and you can find me on all social media at the Gary Roby. Awesome, awesome. Host of the New Republic Archives. You also yeah. did a review for Zack Snyder's Justice League, what, for Patreon for Dueling Genre? Yeah, I think for Patreon. God, it was a long time ago. I'd have to actually like go dig up that link and see if I can well, find That's not your cause... job to do. That's the job for listeners if they want to go there listen go. to it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that was on the Dueling Genre Patreon in like, I want to say early 2021 because of where I was living at the time, but I don't remember. Yeah, this movie came out March 2021, so I think it might have come out right. just that weekend. Um, yeah. So yeah, and also... Please subscribe to our Patreon. It really does help support us and the shows and content mm-hmm. that we make. I'm really bad at doing this, but yeah. <laughs> uh, the good old PBS P- PSA. Uh, but yes. Um, and then uh, earlier off mic, you spoke about uh, you did a Movies by Minute uh, podcast of your own way back when. I've done a couple. Yeah, I did two seasons of Harry Potter Minute, which ended because of... of jk rowling's uh transphobia uh we did uh ferris bueller's minute off also on dueling genre that's like a hundred solid episodes of ferris bueller and then on the patreon i also also did scott pilgrim minute with a bunch of dueling genre folks. Ah, so lots oh, of yeah. lots of minute content out there if people want to listen to me do that yes absolutely i totally forgot about that that's on there as well yeah. there's a lot of content on the patreon about, there's so much content on the patreon it's been going for Years and years now. Years. Uh, we're talking about coming back and doing some stuff for the the Scott Pilgrim Takes Off anime. So I don't know when that's going to happen, but stay tuned because that might be. Oh in the wow! Yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, I just recently got Netflix again. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, for obvious reasons. I completely understand. And uh, yeah, and that's one of those things. It's like on my radar. I just it's on my list. So it's, it's like cool so kids. fun. It does yeah. its own thing separate so from the movie and the comics, and it's delightful. I just have to finish watching Blue Eyed Samurai. Oh my god, oh, that's so good too. Yeah, <laughs> but honestly, one of yeah, the but best Nate over here, and I think I've Gary too. Both of you, so both it of you, are like, oh yeah, I binged it. Like. Sorry, I, I can't do that. I flew through it in the afternoon. I couldn't I stop. Could I could not just... stop watching that show. I was like, oh That's my God, so this is really freaking good. Yeah, I oh, man, I want more so bad. Yeah. So I'm currently watching Blue-Eyed Samurai. So that is what I'm uh, uh, catching fair. up on. Um, but I have a lot of other shows to catch up on as well, including Scott Pilgrim. Uh, yeah. Was it Takes Over the World, like the original comic uh, book title? Takes Off. Takes Off. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, the original comic was take uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Duh. Yes. Someone's screaming mm-hmm. at me. Scott, don't yell at me. I hear you. <laughs> um, okay. So today we're talking about minute 158 of part five, All the King's Horses, which is going to start with a grieving Superman. Could you tell a grieving Superman that his wife is, has passed? Uh, that was really good. <laughs> Did you just make that up? Yeah, I just read. Wow, I read my that my was, note. That was impressive, Amazing. my friend. Okay. Uh, it could have been better, uh, but then it's going to <laughs> stop. Uh, the the minute is going to end with a close up of the Flash, and so um, kind of sucks. Know. That was Charlie Rose, huh? <laughs> Char- Charles Roven. Yeah. No. 
No. No, Charlie Rovin. Charles Rovin's a producer for the movie. Shamed newscaster. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. A lot of people got canceled in that, uh, between 2016 and 2020. And you know what? Mm Mm-hmm. Good, good, good for a uh, good for the cancel good, list. Good for showbiz. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You you just mentioned J.K. Rowling not too long for ago. Writing. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Some of those people should be out of there. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, in this minute, uh, Cyborg is just completely stunned by all these things happening in this vision, uh, and then the Flash begins to run. But in this moment with the greeting Superman, this is again more of the same footage from Man of Steel with Lois Lane. Back in Man of Steel, she was consoling Superman. He's like screaming. He's in. He's in agony. He can't believe you just killed General Zod. And, and then she puts her hand on on his shoulder, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm. now in this <laughs> parallel, it's Darkseid placing a hand on his shoulder uh, with the deceased Lois Lane. So, uh, yeah, dark timeline. Um, so like it kind of makes you. Th- to me, it kind of uh, completely removes that aspect of reused footage um, because of how it parallels the original. Um, so it's more so like... Poetry. Yeah, and it's like the imagery <laughs> of that. It's like it doesn't matter if it's practically, you know, completely different c- cameras shooting a thing at mm-hmm. completely different times. It's like it doesn't matter. Like you're doing the palindrome you can reuse it because it's the same exact thing. If it was a comic book, you would probably be doing the same exact thing. Um, Mm. So it kind of just like automatically made sense in my mind where it was just like, oh yeah, that's just the the parallel of what we saw before. Like it is this Superman Mm -hmm. in anguish grieving over his world that was lost. Literally his world that was lost. Both of his worlds that were lost. So why not just make it the same exact thing? Um, and instead of a Lois Lane hand, you get a dark side hand. Mm-hmm. And you know what? While you're at it, why don't you just go ahead and color correct the suit and make it black, baby? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good looking dark side hand too. Uh, I gotta say, when you when you watch the animation, it's like it's oh, a good very looking well everything. Done. It's a good looking Henry with it's a good looking tear. <laughs> yes, yeah. the tear was VFX too. Uh, yeah. Really has showed how much he's aged. I was gonna uh, say you could tell he's younger too, and it's really you can tell cool. He's like, younger. They did a really good job at making him still look like he did in BVS, like with the darker cheekbones, you know, showing a little well, bit. Yeah, of age. And, and, and and BVS man, they they age him. Well, it's the hair also. They and, yeah, and he's and he's a lot bigger. His neck is a lot bigger. <laughs> it's, it's his neck to chest that is like showing. That's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a lot bigger. And then when they actually slick back the hair, he looks older. You were just saying this earlier uh-huh. in real life, Mark. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, he had a fuller head of hair and it was, you know, more product in it. So he looked the part. Yeah. <laughs> more product in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got, he's got uh, some number. He's got some number six with the, with some bond oil in that, I bet, you know. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Got the. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I, you know, and and for being a color corrected Man of Steel suit, it's st- the black still does very well. You know, this this is, um, if I remember correctly, it is uh, in Justice League. It'll be a black with a charcoal cape, whereas this is like black black. So, 
Yeah, I, there's still I, some silver tones to the suit later mm-hmm. on, I believe. Um, because you know, give them gotta have some want, color. Yes, but yeah, can't it can't be one tone. Got to be two toned at least. Uh, make it all black, mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> It'd be a black parade Superman. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh they do a great job with it. It, it looks really nice here. Um this is where we'll see the anti-life equation affect uh the Superman. Um which is um it brings a lot to question because we've talked about the codex in the Superman. So we have Codex in the Superman. We think that's a life equation. The life equation is actually on... Wait, hold on a second. The life equation is on Earth, right? Yes. Steppenwolf smashes the rocks and it reveals the the alchemy circle, the transmutation circle, which is the the life equation. Uh, And the dark side's like, oh, I want that. Show me that thing there. And so what I think happens, right... When the unity happens and it creates a shock wave, and it like strips all of the earth, yeah, terraform. It basically, well, I think what it does is it basically takes a layer of crust off, and then it completely exposes the life equation completely, because it's it's just all been stripped open. It's like a Ferrero Rocher, you know, you strip one layer <laughs> and you have another layer underneath. It's like that layer, that second layer has the alchemy circle. It has what I need, and so then. He gets there and he's like, I see it now because you've stripped everything. And then now I can change Superman's DNA, which has the codex in it, to control his will. You're missing a big point. You're still seeing it as life equation being an actual, like, written down equation that you can influence and stuff. It's more of like, it's, uh, it, uh, shh crap <laughs> it's is it the, not it's a, it's a feeling it's uh, that's why humans that's why earth is the epicenter of it because humans have the ability to perceive entropy and actually have a massive fear of an end result it's humans ability to perceive uh that linearly right because when you talk about the anti-life equation or just the life equation itself or just anything that probably exists on New Genesis and Apocalypse, time probably isn't a factor, right? It's a man-made thing. So the, the linear aspect of life and death is a, a big thing. And that's what Darkseid needs to have his armies. He needs that fear. He needs that despair. Whatever the hell humans just give off as just feeling depressed and sad and just you know, <laughs> the end of things, that's what Apocalypse bathes in because it's the mm. antithesis of hopefulness, which would be the heavens. <laughs> and you know what? There's a guy that kind of flies up there with a bright red cape and he's kind of the embodiment of that for from human's perspective, right? Um, so then when, s- <laughs> so that being said, the equation is written down in just that like this planet and these people and the life on this marble exude that um Mm. once you realize that you can influence it to just completely strip it and turn it from life equation to anti-life equation right you 
take away the hopefulness, you blot out the sun, you give humans and this whole entire planet a reason to not look forward, right? You just give them the end. Mm -hmm. Um, So then take that whole uh, idea and that embodiment of hopefulness in the heavens, and now you can kind of um, taint it with anti-life. So you take Superman, and you take him being the sun god, and you go, not no more, buddy boy. Your world is completely gone on both sides. Earth, or three sides, Earth, Krypton, and Lois Lane. They're all gone. So now the only thing left is anti-life. That's it. So now Darkseid can manipulate things to what he wants because, you know, whatever magic is held behind that, the hopefulness of everything is gone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, no. Yeah. Gary, Get off my anything to add. Anytime, <laughs> not but... to not to like not to like make this Star Wars. Right. Like, no. But it was, it was coming up. But like, it was here we go. There. Clark Kent it is his lowest fucking point he's ever been at. He's in the Anakin Skywalker. I've lost my wife. Yeah. Moment. And he has Dark Side Palpatine's fucking hand comforting him, being like, "Join me, because everything else you have is gone." There you go. Hmm. Anti life. Anti life. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Star Wars, you have your own, uh, we have the force, we have, uh, yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and there's tons of prophecies. But, like, that's in there. The, there's... the moment I get the feeling I get from the, like, dark side's hand on his shoulder is like, I am the one here to comfort you in your lowest moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a manipulation. Yes, true manipulation. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I also like to think of, uh, back at the, uh, what is it? Ghosts of Mortis, uh, or, um. Is that what it's called? The what's it? Oh, the brother uh, and sister, Clone Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what you're talking mm-hmm. about, Mark? Yeah. Is it what's it? What's it called? It's a thing that re- very recently in Star Wars is a, its own expanded universe. It's uh, yeah. It's all the stuff with Mortis is like weird Clone Wars, maybe alt universe <laughs> shenanigans. Gods. It's like the Bible kind of. It's like what? Yeah, it's yeah. very unclear. But it seems like Balin uh, Skull is is is, is trying to on well, that yeah. track. Yeah, that's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. like which is a radical, so good. radical so religious force things and, and that whole thing. That's yeah. like someone trying to find the Holy Grail, and then us, yes. us being like, that was fake, I think, uh-huh. or at least it was so far long ago that it doesn't even matter or exist in this world anymore. So mm-hmm. now you're mm-hmm. like, why are you going off on a quest? What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I'm still invested in that. So I was like, well, I, I kind of believe him. I'm that's like, I, I hope you're right about something. Yeah, that's um, like what you want it? out of Star Wars because that's the whole mythology and the lore behind yeah, it. Yeah, I, I want all the weird fucking force shit. And like so many people are averse to that. No, give me the nonsense yeah. metaphysical yeah. bullshit. Give me <laughs> wolves in a door and I want to see people traveling yes. through space and time because the force. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. Like I want that stuff. Yeah, it's Me it's too. better to that create that kind of mythological story yeah. than. I mean, it's like you either have that. Or we can go back to talking about midichlorians, yeah. and and you guys are upset you about know? that. Yeah, yeah, or or they're just space knights with a laser sword, and it's like, well, that's not. I mean, that's just still cool. cool. I'm okay with that. Give me yeah. the knights, the round table, Star that, Wars. Yeah, like, but it has I'll to have that. that lore behind it. You can't just have yeah. people showing up in cool armor with a with a cool new lightsaber, and it's like, oh, cool, yeah. that one's a whip no, now. Deaths. Like, well, 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 why? Like, where does that come from? Well, why? You know, yeah. who was who was using that fighting style? Where does that? 
all that stuff. The High Republic's kind of playing with this, which is nice. Yeah, the High Republic uh, is really good. There is actually a girl with a whip. It, it rules. <laughs> She's great. Go. I love her. But the um, High Republic was written, um, Charles Soule wrote the first one, Nate. Yeah. Yeah, so, I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Great guy. Great guy. Great guy. Cool guy. Good appetite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so a lot of cool stuff happening uh, here in the DC universe but then also the star wars expanded universe it's always cool to see yeah, kind of like these mythological stories and i think that's what makes it very entertaining especially yeah. when george lucas first created star wars and then he kind of um was continuing that trend of like where does this mythology go um especially with dave filoni um with the clone wars before the the acquisition by disney and then and then now that dave filoni has gotten um um how you say he's he's gotten more of a creative um, input yes mm-hmm. more creative input um and 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 to see him go um writing star wars stories again with that foundation of like you know it's 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 taking the stories of old and like dressing well, yeah. it up new it's people that were taught by george lucas where they're not just like hey this is Star you know, Wars. you get Luke Skywalker, he's blonde kid, yeah. and his dad's the evil guy in the universe. It's like, no, 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 you you got to see the yeah. bigger picture of you it. See bigger. It's, yeah. it's not just those are just people. Like this whole thing is a universe, and it's living and breathing, and add mm-hmm. to it. You know, use Star Wars is one of those franchises that's going to outlive all of us, hundred like. percent. And you know what? I am so freaking happy that like Same. I'm in the now you know we get made yeah. fun of in school it's like well now you, you talk yeah. about like Dave Filoni Star Wars is like that's some of the best Star Wars that Star Wars will ever be because it's like mm-hmm. truly imagined by imagination and that's what yeah. it was supposed yeah. to be in the 70s you know well and this is the thing I think that I find so fascinating about just like franchises like this like like Mark you brought it up a second ago of just of like mythic kind of storytelling and and you get this concept of like the hero's yes. journey and the like the call and the mm-hmm. the call to action and and going out and coming back and like learning from those experiences and I find that something that's always really fascinating in in sorry there's a siren outside oh, okay. in sort of like epic storytelling like this and they're here um, to arrest you for your crazy why am I always uh, compelled to come back to them <laughs> your crazy soapbox that you're going off of they say this man's yeah. this man's off the rails <laughs> arrest him <laughs> no you're absolutely right um. It's it's something I I I think is very important, and I think that's what makes these stories last longer, is mm-hmm. is the hero's journey, the way that some of these um, directors, these storytellers, not always a director, but these people, um, whether it's Star Wars or, or, or um, the DC universe, or even now with Rebel Moon, it's like, yeah, maybe people aren't welcome to it at first, but if you can hold your ground and tell a story that like falls through, and you know, um, if it is good and a good hero story then it will stand the test of time and you can you can build on that and i think that's um kind of the path we're headed to with a lot of these stories um i think uh, there's a lot of content in that with captain america and the marvel cinematic universe yeah. uh, where it's like we we stood our ground with what this character means and what it represents and and stood the test of time so far um and that's what's made these stories really good and i think um they uh, it's it's my hope that Rebel Moon does something similar like that. You said, you know, where's kind of like the Arthurian tales, but dress it up like Star Wars. It's like, mm-hmm. I hope people go and do that more often. Like, take your 
fables from yesteryear and make it modern and yeah and uh, take it so definitely um we're seeing that now lately with uh with other franchises with other stories um you know uh one of the they brought back peter jackson which is might give that a shot not peter jackson what's the uh lightning thief Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson. Jesus, Percy. Hey, that show's been good so far. Yeah, yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. Like, that's like the story of Perseus and that whole yeah. the, his hero's journey and everything. And it's like, that's classic. Mm-hmm. You're going to dress it up. It worked before in the 2010s, you know, or early 2000s, kind of. Yeah. But now we can make it a little bit more spicy and cooler. Um, it worked with Mandalorian with uh, young um, wolf and cub. Oh, you know, yeah, totally. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Lone Wolf and Cub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Lone Wolf and yeah. Cub. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, of course. Um and and um yeah. So all those all those great samurai stories. They, and yeah, and they also did Princess Mononoke in the in the Princess Jedi, Mononoke, like, yes, oh, okay. of course. Yeah, this is perfect. This is just Princess Dave it's Filoni just, just Miyazaki. Yeah, Dave Filoni just being like, yo, watch this, let me do Miyazaki. I was like, Oh oh, you yeah. have my full attention, sir. Yes, yeah. And <laughs> think uh yojimbo has also been in in like the references there and uh there's even the seven samurai clone wars episode with uh i guess what was that ryloth oh yes yeah Yeah. um that's um no 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 no. um planet that they did christ christophsis yeah yeah the battle christophsis is where uh the movie Wait, are you telling me the Clone Wars movie that we no, saw in theaters? No, I'm talking, there's an episode of Clone Wars where no, it was a oh, the village they, and they like, trained everybody. The Bounty Hunters yeah. one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what planet no, that is. Either. Don't even remember the species. There was a there was a Bounty Hunter with a Z. Name started with a Z. I can't remember now. But yes, you're right. There was a Seven Samurai uh, Clone Wars episode. Um, but that that reminded me, like, we were talking about, like, Dave Filoni. He's so household name now. And I remember, like, we saw the Clone Wars movie in theaters, mm-hmm. just being like, "Well, we don't have a we're we're again in a new dark age of Star Wars at that point of our life, <laughs> where it was like the prequels are over. It's like, what do we do now? It's like, oh, I don't know. There's like this Star Wars Clone Wars movie that's gonna be three D in theaters. It's three D, so yeah. It's, it's like, oh, yeah. And we went to see that, and it was like, that was okay. So Katano's. And then it's season cool. three happened. We're like, oh, boy. we're like, wait a minute. This is so <laughs> character. It's not just pretty cool. She's really cool. Uh, and then now she has her own TV show. And she has her own show. Oh man, I'm, it's so amazing. It's crazy. Like, how far these characters have come. Yeah. And then they had this idea of like, what if Thrawn's in it? It's like, what are you guys doing? What is? Gonna... <laughs> uh, anyway. It's getting better. It's getting better all the time. I think yeah. it's a Beatles song. Um, but yeah. Um, so in this minute, so once all this mythological talk is um, mm-hmm. has, has rested. So now, having been turned by the anti-life equation, we now see this full effect of this nightmare sequence. We see here, this is uh, Metropolis, um, but from the point of view of Wayne Manor. We can tell it's Wayne Manor because we see the chandelier here, which for some reason... Uh, symbolizes Martha Wayne to me for somehow, some reason. Um, but there you mm. see the destruction of the Wayne Manor. This is like the grand ballroom when you enter the place. And this would have been where the new Justice League headquarters would have been. Um, and so you have Justice League members who are killed. And you so you have Kilowog here. And as we continue to pan forward, um, I, I, if I'm not mistaken, there's a trident here, which now belong to Mira. Um, and 
if I'm not mistaken again, was there a quiver? Was there a green arrow reference? I, I think there's another character in this rubble here, and I can't quite remember where. But I'm pretty sure it's Kilowog and then, of course, Mera, because she has a trident. We see her at the end of the movie yeah. with that very trident. So, and it says right there, Justice League. Just like the same font as the movie. There's another character in this. Yeah, somewhere. the way you Sorry. were saying the arrow made me. That sounded correct, but you know what? Maybe I'm just making things up in my head. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's Kilowog. I hope you all enjoyed him. Yeah, uh, it's it's cool <laughs> that it's not uh, Hal Jordan. Uh, action figure coming soon. That's how it works. You get to see it once, and then it's action figure material now. Um, does that exist? Hold on. You guys keep talking. I'll just the Justice League version Kilowog. of Kilowog? <laughs> a, a, a dead killer. It's not like Star Wars where they just start making action figures off who knows what. Just right? screen time. Yeah. Just everybody. Yeah. Anybody. Yeah. I don't know who this. I actually don't know who this. I don't. I don't. I'm not super familiar with Justice League lore. I don't know who this guy is. Uh, this is Kilowog. He um, trains Hal Jordan when Hal Jordan gets Got the call it. to be um, the Green Lantern for Sector. Uh, 2814. 2814, yeah. Yeah, 2814. Ah, gotcha. Um, so it's really cool that Kilowog is here, and there's just one lantern and not a core of lanterns. Um, more so on top of the fact that uh, if Kilowog is protecting Sector 2814 right now, where is Hal and or Jon Stewart? Um, and it would be Jon Stewart, and it played by be Wayne John T. Carr. Stewart. Uh, and uh, I believe that was also supposed to be in the works as well. Um, scenes are filmed. Scenes, He's just not in it because filmed. Warner Brothers did not want. Uh, I, can't, I can't say without igniting the internet, but there was a reason they did not want him in it. But yeah. um, their reason was, oh, we have a Green Lantern show in the works. I don't know where it is, um, but yeah. uh, we cannot have Green Lantern in this. Uh, so he said, okay. I filmed it anyways, but you guys are still mad, so I will not put him in. Instead, I will put Martian Manhunter in. Um, but the original end sequence was would be that Kilowog and Green Lantern would show up, uh, John Stewart, uh, and they would they gotcha. would tell him, "Hey, by the way, we're here. Uh, we've been watching you." Uh, and so it, there gives more reason why Kilowog is just here. It's it's here. just yeah. that body. VFX existed for a different scene and it's like they took the action figure and just dropped it here in the rubble and said we couldn't <laughs> use it in the other scene so he's here. He he died. Died. He's, he's dead now. He's got an eye mask Are which is happy? really cool. Yeah. He looks really cool. Uh, there is, uh, and of course you go on the internet there's no action figure of him for this movie but there are like of course the, the vfx models that you can look up concept art and stuff um but yes uh kilowog is here um i don't know if you've ever seen the how uh how jordan the ryan reynolds green lantern movie only one. okay kilowog is in there and it's still very that much the same like type of suit as well so that's also kind of cool. i think it's cool that it's like you still have that idea of this like sleek metallic uh, Green Lantern Corps space cop suit that is just yeah. like a consistent idea. It's not, it's not cloth, you know. It's, I don't know. It's it's just pretty neat to me. Mm-hmm. He's a cool character. He's a really he's um, kind of reminds me of that Mass Effect character. Uh, I can't think of his name. 
He's oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, and I mm-hmm. remember wa- like watching my friends play Mass Effect and being like, "That guy looks like Kilowog." <laughs> yeah, he talks like him. Acts <laughs> like him. Yeah, kind of brutish, but kind of like, um, very paladin like, but also just kind of like, uh, like a beat cop type thing. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see uh, some dead Justice League members, um, and then across the harbor, which is now a desert. Uh, is Metropolis, and you'll see all the fire pits, all the apocalypse ships, and of course, uh, Superman holding the cowl of Bruce yep. Wayne. Uh, I don't think there's a head in there, but I don't think no. so. It looks like it's, it's just, just, just the cow. Yeah, it's empty. That's just empty leather. <laughs> just hot air. That's good. <laughs> uh, yeah. So all all good there. Um, let's see. Uh, that's that I believe that's the end of the vision here. Does anyone have any final notes on just the vision? Um I you know if if I was diligent I would actually go back and and look at the nightmare sequence in Dawn of Justice to see um if the landscape uh, to see uh if this is like exactly at the same time of when No, it couldn't be because then the Kryptonian because the Kryptonite the there's a road that is uh cutting through the omega symbol that's burned into the uh mm-hmm. the previous harbor and in the nightmare sequence in dawn of justice um that road is traveled by the convoy of the batman people you know mm-hmm. so i mm-hmm. was thinking if it's you know if the continuity was if the continuity was the same with just the road cutting across yeah, because um, this is still the same like positioning that Batman was observing everything. Um, yeah, that's an excellent point because it is there. The yeah, you see it right there. You mm-hmm. see it. Yeah, cutting across the uh, Omega symbol, and he has the cow. So it's already happened. Like he opened the cellar door. Which yeah, behind so him like is exactly the Wayne Manor. After like they they yeah. raided that area. That must have been Justice League headquarters, but you know a, mm-hmm. a barren version mad max version of it with a cool bus gate that's another thing that was awesome yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man what a time that was to see that and you know he did something similar (laughs) in the zombie movie um army of the dead they had the the shipping containers as that uh, that gate yeah like it's just a cool the dude understands dystopian architecture (laughs) and usage (laughs) reusing things like that's he gets it yeah um, so then we'll we'll cut back to Cyborg. He's just witnessed this vision, and so he uh, he says no. And then of course Barry's like, "Go, okay." I love, <laughs> I love. I think that joke is so funny. The misunderstanding <laughs> is just so funny to me when he's like, "Go, <laughs> okay." Yeah, it and then he just sense. goes. It really does make perfect sense. Um, and you know what? Because Cyborg didn't. He never says go. He'd never said even after the fact. He's never like it's not late. It's more of like Flash did his job even without getting the confirmation and like that's the mistake, but also the mistake needed to happen. Um yeah. Cuz if he if he hesitated then the timing would have been off and it wouldn't have charged the mm-hmm. box. Yada yada yada, Superman would not have come to life and the events mm-hmm. would be severely different. So um, at this at yeah. this point, this is where the alternate timeline should be fixed, right? And this is my 
personal theory. It's like maybe Barry Allen should go back in time and been like, hey, past self. He said no. He did not say go. Like, don't do that. Don't stay, do stay right there. Don't do that. I've been sent back in time correctly this time. Don't, don't do that. Don't touch that mother box. He actually said, don't do it. Um, and so at this point, it's like, okay, now you've ruined it because you misheard him. Uh, and so mm. now it's like, now you messed up. Uh, so, but, but I, but that's not what he, that's not where he went when he traveled back. No, he actually, he traveled to the wrong point in time. And he delivers the message to, to Bruce about Lois and Mm -hmm. ultimately saves the movie at the end of the day. Well, at least that's my read. So in the, in the future plans of this, it would be that um, you have the, the cosmic treadmill you have a cyborg who's like amalgamation of different parts. He's the dark timeline version of cyborg. And then you have the dark timeline oh, version sure. of flash and dark time Fla- uh, Batman. And they're talking about going back in the future. We know Barry can do this. We got to make sure we do it right. And so cyborg is like, I've calculated the entry points to go back in time and we can go here or we can go here. And Batman says, what's this one? And he goes, we go back in the back cave circa 2016 and we tell you what we need to tell you and he goes okay don't do that one do this one and he goes why he goes well you did this one and it didn't work so now we have to go to this other point in time and nobody knows what that point in time is but i'm pretty sure it's this one because he needs he has to come back and tell him lois lane is the key not the mother box because lois lane should be in the end of dawn of justice there's like She's doing the dirt. She's like letting go of the dirt and it Uh falls on the uh casket. And the casket has like the energy arises up. Um, We're out the mother box. It doesn't need the mother box. You don't need to do this. They are, they're like basically um, speeding up the process and they shouldn't do it with the mother box. If they just tell Barry, don't actually go, just tell Batman that Lois Lane is the key, not the mother box then Lois Lane can actually bring Superman back to life without being influenced by this mother box. Don't do it. And so the idea is like, don't, don't tell Batman in the Batcave, use the other entry point. And this would probably be where it is. And, and, and so then we give a more natural rebirth, um, like the comic book, um, reign of the Superman in which all, all the like potential untold story, (laughs) that exists around these films is so tangled and messy. Like, how do you keep it all together? We do a minute by minute podcast yeah, where we have to say fair. it over and over that's again. That's fair. And remind ourselves about the, and also like, Oh, this is what would have, what could have. Yeah. Been. And, and, uh, you know, Zach and Jim Lee and Chris Terrio, they have like these massive, so they they look like commandments but they're really just giant vertical whiteboards of like drawings yeah. and etchings and they, the whole story is told out and warner brothers has this because wow. it's like they were like presenting this like this is it and it's like it was at the exhibit for justice like mm-hmm. when the snyder cut came out and warner brothers had some exhibit for it and it's like it's there the whole story and it has like the drawing of wonder woman as the god of war and all this crazy That's cool stuff so but also Zack snyder when he does like his um, charity events and when he screens these movies and he does q a's people ask him questions about what the future is supposed to be and you know he just unfilters and he 
starts talking yeah. about it and people go, oh my God, it's crazy. And it blows up on Twitter. And I have to take mental notes for when I do this podcast and I go, That's make fair. sure I, yeah. I, I, I write that down and talk about it. Um, but yes, uh, it'd be it's cool to see. It's a lot to keep. It, yeah. it's, um, it's almost, it's all legends at this yeah, point. Yeah, I got to the end of this movie and I was really bummed to be like, we're probably not going to see more of this story. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe one day. And some, I, I always think, I always think like, uh, you know, like how Aliens 3 has like a graphic novel that like, oh, sure. it's like, maybe we get that, you know, and I'd be cool with it. Yeah. Maybe it could like, we'll just have to pay all the actors like cameos to like just voice different parts of it. <laughs> maybe someone will animate sure. it uh, or something like that, you know, so I think there's always a way. We could, the potential is always yeah. there. You are correct. I think in, in some shape or another, we'll eventually see some sort of published work of parts four and five because it's just supposed to be five films so it's like just two more stories yeah. just just tell us two more stories about the rest i'll stop asking for it's more like 10 more hours james gunn can do whatever the hell he wants i'm okay with it i'm i'm welcoming it all like there's no really there's no big dc story that i'm like super like i hate this garbage like you know and i'm oh, just sure. like i'm so welcoming of everything so i'm like with this one it's like I like it. I just want to hear more of it. It's like, yeah. I'm not even saying that this is my favorite DC story. I just like, I just think it's cool to world build. I think it's awesome that whenever people have like a vision, it's like, just tell me what it is. Like, <laughs> I just think it's neat. Yeah, no, I get what you mean. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I wish them all the best in the future of what they plan to do. Uh, but yeah, and so in this, in this final sequence of the minute, um, Barry Allen will run he will go and uh, he does cool little wall run oh uh, yeah i yeah. love that I, I really like that that was like a detail that part's really cool. um him rounding the corner and just like the physics behind that where you're just like mm -hmm. oh yeah no this speed like you can't you're not staying on the path like you have to i don't know it's it's it works that there was that rounded corner of the wall that you can run on and you know, yeah. some of the some of the coolest uh, one of the coolest things you saw was 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 our boy riding a skateboard down one of these uh, down one of these ramps. Oh, it's Zack Snyder, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. yeah, that's 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 really cool. Like, yeah, those walls are connected to the floor for a reason. It's not just like a hard stop. It's not it's not the Enterprise where yeah. you can't touch the felt. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then his that's wife awesome. Debbie told him they can't do that. No more skateboarding in the on um, soundstage. <laughs> Skateboard but, on set. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it's uh, it also makes me think of uh, uh, when you play Sonic the Hedgehog and you get the bonus rounds and you and you start trying to collect all the coins and all of a sudden you start wall running because it's like oh I'm going really fast and I can't control it and it's just it's curving. Uh, that's what I think about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those bonus rounds were really hard back then. Um, yeah, so it's just really cool flash sequences. The Flash in this movie has just a lot of cool, visually entertaining moments that are like, mm -hmm. I don't want to say they're not a big deal because they do always make them a big deal. Obviously, a lot of his stuff is slow motion or it's sped up like at really um, at real time. So sometimes he's moving incredibly fast, but um, he just has a lot of moments. Yes. of just doing cool running yeah. stuff. And I know that a lot of people have their favorite speedster stuff from other movies, and I'm not saying that this is the best stuff, but I'm just saying, at first glance, it's like always like, I really like this. Yeah. 
This is Mercury. This is a god. <laughs> it's not just like, oh, that's a thing that gets lost on Flash, especially in just like modern depictions of the character. And now that there's so many of them, it's like, okay, well, now it is just like family of speedsters. That's you remove mm. the the uh, the gods amongst men idea of what these characters are, because now that there's sure now now speedsters like just a household a thing them. like, oh, you want yeah. that ability? OK, you got super speed. Not like, oh, you want to be the actual like rebirthed idea and epitome of how the universe mm-hmm. dictated you as being Mercury. Great. Like, you know, or Hermes, whatever you want to go with it. But Hermes, Mercury. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. That is who the flash is. Um, so like this sequence of him running should be new to us. It should be yeah. a new thing. Seeing this speedster, mm-hmm. this godlike speedster with this incredible lightning energy surrounding him and everything else is slowed down except for, you know, stuff in his yeah. field of view. Um it's a very uh what do you what do you it's a it's a it's a moment, it's a big moment. What do you call it grandiose. when you got a re- grandiose? Yeah, but if you're referencing uh religious <laughs> things oh um it's one of those moments where uh miraculous yeah, there you go sure that's another one um yeah yeah it's a very miraculous thing that is happening this is a kid barry allen who was gifted the gifts of mercury and now go mm-hmm. be mercury yeah. like go go do the thing mm-hmm. um so it's just really cool yeah the flash is now i think depicted as just super speed and you kind of removed that whole whimsical wonder of the character itself to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm not saying that don't give me super speed or I'm saying, you know, flash is the best super speed. Absolutely not. That days of futures past sequence is incredible. You know, mm. Quicksilver's mm. dope as hell. Yeah. Time in a bottle, yeah. but he's not the flash. He's Quicksilver. He's an X-Men. He's a mutant. He's not, uh, they don't like how we use that term to fill the shoes of this god that hasn't existed for centuries but hey guess what now we're in a new age of heroes and these gods are back and existing you know they have always been here but haven't paid attention to it that whole wonder of of the lore if we're going to go back to it so yeah flash running in this sequence is really cool um I can I, understand why people think it's goofy and why people be like that's that looks silly it's like well maybe it's supposed to look silly you know, I, I think the running has always been cool to me. I really like the figure skating, or um, not figure skating. Yeah, yes. But he's got these really long. Yeah, I like rides. I like the Apollo Ono. Yeah, movements is me what too. I like. I, I, do, yeah. I do like that. Yeah, and I think they, I think that's what why they did it is because they said, well, if he's going to be in slow motion, like every other person who runs fast in slow motion, like how do we make that look the coolest? And it's like, well, we think about well, so. A lot of these superheroes, right? When in, in Zack Snyder's movies, especially, um, he's very into like the bodybuilder, the powerlifting, and stuff like that. And so, everyone who does any sort of choreography in this movie, we see a lot with Henry Cavill. When Henry, whenever Superman decides to do something with his might in this movie, whether he's like, he'll be like shoulder pressing the space shuttle, or he's like 
pulling the the ship or and like Don we'll see him, yeah 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 okay. we'll see him grab the head of his from heroes park and throw it anytime henry cavill does something it's more like he's doing like a form of like a certain exercise and so i've always liked that i think Zack snyder always wants that visual it's like you're doing a clean and jerk or you're doing like a deadlift here like that's what you're doing as far as choreography and so with that as someone who's a sweetster and not you know it's like well you you don't really punch anything or kick anything or lift anything so it's like we have to make sure that your physical form is like peak fitness and so yes. if you're running it's like what is running physical At fitness its peak. It's, yeah what is the epitome yeah. of like being of a distance yeah. runner the fastest human alive like what is that yeah how, how does that what does physicality that look, like? look? How do you yeah. move? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We see it a lot with uh, Wonder Woman as well. When she's like slaying the parademons, we'll see a lot of like her cuts and tumbles and stuff. It's like almost like a gymnast. Like you're you're going to land and roll and spin and turn and it's mm-hmm. like a perfect torso rotation. And it's just like all like um, you can tell like they followed some sort of pre-visualization before they told the actor to go do it. And then when, yeah, there's like an acrobatic. Yes, exactly. Uh, and I just always love that. So I, I always find it fascinating. So even if it's in slow motion or not, it's like, oh, I appreciate the physicality of it. So yeah, yeah. It looks really cool to me. All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEU Minutes. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.